basketball fans everywhere appreciate you guys for joining me man unless you've been living under a rock you know exactly what this is takes take the podcast you know you can find it anywhere and everywhere that you find your favorite podcast so make sure that you uh use the word of the day the word of the hour the word of the week the word of the month and word of the year 2021 uh subscribe 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 anywhere you find your favorite pod itunes google Podcasts, red circle spotify stitcher also uh streaming live on all social media platforms that being periscope youtube as well as uh facebook and twitch last but certainly not least before i bring the homies up in here to talk a little bit about mr kobe bean bryant um make sure that you follow along on uh twitter uh give me a follow man always gratefully and thankfully appreciative of your contributions at tates take hoops t-a-t-e-s T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. As you know, we like to call it where basketball lives. First things first, let me bring my uh my running mate up in here, man. I like to call him my uh my uh uh uh, uh what do they call it two peas in a pod and all of that, just trouble, trouble, trouble all the way across the board when me and this dude get together. And y'all already familiar with the homie, man. You know what it is. My dude Iron Mike Dyson, man, got the seven on the hat, he got his. He got his gold and his uh purple on. I guess that's a little bit better than the uh than the alternative being uh maize and blue. Nonetheless, man, basketball aficionado, man, the homie. He got so many long lists of of, of resumes that I'm gonna mm. definitely let him know where to find y'all at, man. My dude, Iron Mike Dyson, not Tyson, but Dyson, mm. Iron Mike Dyson. What's popping, baby? What's going on, Tate? Man, it's always a pleasure to see you, man. Uh unfortunately, we're here to you know, just relive a bad, you know, situation that happened to everybody in the basketball world, the whole world at large, man. But, you know, I appreciate you having me on. So a lot of times when I think about Kobe Bryant, bro, I get sad. But when I talk about him, I get happy. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about Kobe today. And it's going to be my therapy, man. So thanks for having me on, bro. I can't wait till he get a chance to share some of his uh, insights and just memories because I talk to this dude almost every day, man. And uh I just know where he come from. I know how he built. I know how he wired. And uh, I know that he can't wait to share some stuff that he has. And uh, and of course, then there's this guy, one of the other homies coming up, man. You got to make sure you get this dude to follow, man. The uh, creator, owner of the Daniel Artest podcast. You go ahead and let the folks know where they can find it at, man. Uh, of course, the last name probably rings a bell to a lot of people. He's been in a lot of these different locker rooms and so forth, obviously. And then uh, even more so uh, playing a... Uh, former professional basketball player as well internationally in a whole bunch of different stages and so forth daniel artest man what's good with you my brother man thanks for having me on brother appreciate you nice to meet you uh mike man just looking to you know honor this man the you know correct way and um yeah man sad day man but you know we're gonna get through it Hey, real quick, Dan, let the people know where they can give you a follow at. Uh, we're going to give you another opportunity to do that at the tail end, but let the people know where they can follow you at. Okay, yeah, you can follow me at Daniel Artest Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can follow me at 265 Media. That's on Instagram and Twitter. That's the number two, the word 60, the number five, and the word media, all one word. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm about. <laughs> And then at the Delegate 24, if I'm not mistaken, I know I better have that one on point, right? <laughs> at the Delegate 24, man, make sure y'all give my dude Dice a follow. Uh, I want to start off, man, with uh, first with you, Dice, man. Like, where was you at? Just kind of briefly take me through the through the through the mind of 
of Mike Dyson when he got the unfortunate news. And we're going to get to a lot more of the happy stuff, of course, but just kind of take me uh, around how you found out about Kobe Bryant and uh, how traumatic, I guess, that that was for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, I'm up here in New Jersey in Secaucus. So I was actually on my way to work. And then, uh, you know, I got all the notifications and so forth. And my mom hit me up and she was like, is it true? She didn't even ask, you know, say anything about Kobe Bryant or mention his name. She just said, is it true? Because at that time, you know, it was just like dominating the news cycle, man. And just the whole time, it was so surreal. It was like my whole life was moving in slow motion each minute that progressed. And it was like setting in that this could be a reality. You know, unfortunately, in this social media, like climate and area we're living in, you know, you kind of like program to like when you see like bad news, you kind of want to like see what's going to what happen and read. It kind of like locks your interest. You know, you're like, oh, OK, so it's a headline news. We kind of like live for like the headline news. But the, the whole time I think I hope this is not one of those situations where the headline news is correct. It's, it's for real, you know. And then when it happened, and, you know, when CNN and TMZ confirmed it, man, I was just in shock. I was in a state that I really haven't like recovered from, you know, just a, 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 a lot of this memory start pouring in my head from my memories, from my, my childhood and so forth, man. But it was a really sad day. And I came a lot. I, I cried like a baby that day, man. I really cried. Yeah, that kind of I'm going to share a little bit after Dan and how I found out the news before we get uh, to prepare you guys uh, and the listeners and the watchers, of course, uh, of uh, some of these guys, just most memorable moments. I know there's not nearly enough time on this platform to be able to give the people, uh, you know, give you guys an opportunity to express your best moment or favorite moment or most memorable moment because you guys have so many of them but first i want to ask you dan how did you exactly how exactly did you find out the news about uh kobe bryant a year ago today well i was on a walk with my family actually and um you know it was sunday so we're just doing our routine routine day and the phone just started blowing up and then i looked and you see you know the tmz stuff you see it breaking news you know and i'm just like what then I'm just going online. Do you just see everything? And I just had to stop and sit down for an hour, literally. And I was just like, just like, wow, like this is crazy. You know, like we don't we don't see this happen to icons. Icons normally, you know, pass on when they old. So that's why I think everybody's, you know, is hitting everybody hard. Now I tried to reach out to my brother, but he wasn't responding at all. So I really was worried because I know that him and Kobe was really close, you know, and um, you know, to 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 just that the whole day was just like a slow it was just a really slow motion day so i went home you know me watched the news um started you know taking some notes down so i can you know get the podcast together and stuff and and um it was it was just it was just crazy and then like i couldn't even do the show it was just really hard so it took me a couple of days to really muster up to do anything pretty much because it really felt like you know a family member passed away because you know my experience was different than a lot of people just being in this presence and stuff like that you know so it was just a, it was just an overall like bad day man i never thought i would cry over you know celebrity you know what i'm saying but Man, I was in tears, man. I was just like outside. I had to just pace myself and I was just really thinking like, like, serious? Like, this really happened? It was just so surreal. Even like right now, when you think about it, we were, we're having a podcast about Kobe in a past tense. He was. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that doesn't that like 
bother y'all a little bit? Like it's it's, it's it's really sad. It's really sad to just talk about this man in a past since we retired and only you know lived three and a half years after retirement. You know, get putting his body on the line like that, and then to just you know pass away the way it happened. Everybody you know on that you know his daughter and all the other um, people that passed away on the um on a helicopter. It goes to show like one thing, like you know. We don't live on our time, man. We are on a higher power's time. And then once we fulfill our uh, whatever we need, then he calls us home. And then that's what happened. It was just like a perfect storm. Maybe everybody at that time, you know, fulfilled everything that God or whoever they believe in, you know, the timeline doesn't matter if you ate 80. It, it is what it is. And that's just how I look at it, because it was just it was just insane, man. I want to piggyback off of something that both of you guys said first for you, Dan, that uh, I definitely, you know, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention the other lives that um, were lost, you know what I'm saying, that day. And while I, I, I was, everybody knows who they were. So I just want to mention them uh, because those lives are just equally as important, uh, obviously, with Gigi, his uh, daughter being one of them as well. Uh, and then, you know, also just kind of uh, mentioning, going back to what Dice was saying, is that, you know, sometimes like this is something that is number one uh, is still so unbelievable. Uh, and it was unbelievable at that time because it's unfortunate that especially all of us being media members, you know, people put stuff out there so much so often and it automatically gets you think like, OK, what dumbass is out there putting out some stupid stuff, man, that like yeah. because that happens way too often sometimes. Uh, and then even more so on top of that, kind of what Dice was saying, like with everything that happened throughout the course of the pandemic, we didn't even really have an opportunity to like completely finish mourning the death of Kobe Bryant before all the other stuff start piling on shortly after with the uh, coronavirus and everything else. But uh, long, long, hopefully long story short, man, it was like 15 minutes before I was to go on the air for a basketball uh, hit on, on a radio station. And, um, and it was just like, hey, I think the best thing for us to do is to kind of get started with this whole Kobe Bryant thing. And I didn't want to sound like the idiot that is just like, what Kobe Bryant thing? Because they come to me to know about basketball and knowing what's going on. So I was just like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I could do that. And it was like, are you good to talk about it? Like, are, like, are you actually okay? And without me really, really knowing, like, what's going on, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, let, let's just go ahead and run it. We cool. And then immediately after he got off the phone, I'm like, okay, what's going on with Kobe Bryant right now? You know what I mean? And and I, I really, that was difficult for me to have to put into words in less than 15 minutes when they brought me onto the air to ask me about, you know, just, just different things about Kobe Bryant. Dice, let me ask you this, man. Um, some of your Kobe memories, man, like me and you talk about this on a regular basis. Sometimes it's two, mm -hmm. three, four o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. When you always right. been one to talk about channeling the inner Mamba mentality and so forth and just what he's meant to you in your personal life and being the same age. And something else right. I wanted to make sure that you mentioned was uh, you you throw a lot of examples out there to me on how some of these numbers add up. Like you mentioned the 141 earlier and so forth. Some of these mm. different mathematics things that only can go through the brain of a person with the last name Dyson. Share right. some of those, uh, share just share some of that stuff overall with me, bro. Yeah, man. Well, 
I'm sure I don't have enough personal anecdotes like Brother Artest does over here, man. From the outside looking in, though, man, Kobe definitely affected me, Doc. Like uh, Brother Artest said, it was like a family member, you know, like past in your own family. Because like you said, Deshaun, we're the same age. I was born in 1978. So every commercial break or every cartoon he saw at 86, I saw the same thing. When he's watching Transformers and Duck Wing <laughs> Duck. I was watching the same thing, man. So I feel like we processed process the same information that same love and affinity for michael jordan all those inspirations i always feel like i was living vicariously through kobe like he was always like the best version of me so in the way when kobe died i feel like the best version of me that i could probably aspire to died in that self so it's like okay i'm watching myself die but i'm still here if that makes sense man but kobe was just great and then to uh answer your question about the 143 detail um you know uh, Adidas had ABCD camps back in the day, you know, like pre-draft camps and everything. And I think his number was like 143. If you add them up, one plus four is five, five plus three is eight. So that's how he came up with number eight, man. But just so many, just so many uh, memories about Kobe, man. And before I pass it off to you guys, I just think like one of the greatest things that Kobe did or personified as an icon, he was never a gatekeeper of the information. You know, when he, you asked him a question, he'll give you a, a detailed response. It wasn't a little response. He just brushed you off like, hey, kids, just go to work and, you know, work hard, you know, go to school, which is definitely true and a part of it. But he'll say, OK, um, you play basketball. OK, you want to be a guard. Are you dribbling? Are you practicing? He'll give you like like tips and skills, man. So I feel like his uh, humanity, man, you know, just being an all all purpose philanthropist and just you know, be, being very considerate about your well interest, man, and letting that be very obvious to anybody he touched. You know, he always has something great and positive to say and share, man. So I think I'm going to miss that the most is that current, that constant motivation, man. If you look at his sound clips, he always has like a very motivational piece of advice. I'm going to miss that the most. I know we only got about 10 minutes here, and I definitely want to get uh, Daniel Artest uh, some of his most fond memories, I guess, for him. A lot of times on the court, off the court, and so forth. Before we do that, I want to bring my dude up in here so we can kind of get him all caught up uh, to speed and whatnot. We got the homie in here with us, man, uh, Terrell Thomas. Uh, appreciate you for joining us, bro. Uh, definitely let the people know where to find some of your work and what all that you do and so forth. Uh, because what we're talking about right now, now that we're kind of past the part of uh, just how we kind of came to learn about the passing of Kobe Bryant, but even more so now, uh, just some of our fondest memories and moments of Kobe and even following that up with, you know, maybe some of uh, the things that we learned about Kobe Bryant after his passing that maybe we weren't necessarily aware of. So real quick, before we get into that, because we're going to go from Dan back to you, Terrell, but let the folks know first and foremost, where they can find some of your work and what all that you do right here within the uh, media business. Uh, first and foremost, thank you very much for having me on your platform, man. I love everything that you're doing. Uh, as mentioned, my name's Terrell Thomas. Uh, you can check out my work on a website, These Urban Times. Uh, I do a lot in the sports, hip hop and entertainment world as far as media work. And uh, me and Deshaun actually met in, in the NBA realm uh, doing things with the Hawks. And it's been a pleasure working with the gentleman uh, over, over the years and seeing him grow in his field. Definitely one of the greatest minds, in my opinion, uh, in basketball. So uh, once again, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be sitting down and chatting with you. And nice to meet you, gentlemen, as well. What's up, man? Let me. 
Let me say this real quick, man. There ain't too many brothers, uh, literally, that I would have rather uh, have been with, man, out there hanging out in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> forever, man. That, yeah, that's an experience within its own right, man. Mike Dyson with us, Daniel Artest, Terrell Thomas, Deshaun Tate, four brothers, all from cold weather cities from Detroit, man. Lansing, Michigan, uh, New York City, uh, Philadelphia, the whole nine. Dan, take uh, give us a little bit of some background in terms of uh, maybe some of your most memorable moments and things that you'll always be remember uh, remember Kobe Bryant buyer, even whether it's on the court or off the court. Um, you know, just celebrating the championship with him, man. You know, <laughs> like I was able to pour some champagne on his head, man. That was dope. You know, what I mean, it was really it was really surreal to to experience that. You know, what I mean, you know, the fans experience it in a different way, but to be up close and seeing like the positive, you know, you know, compliments he was giving my brother to me. You know, even when they was playing against each other, because I first met Kobe when there in that Houston Lakers series when it was when him and Ron was going at it, and you know, I met. I was like, hey man, I'm Ron's brother. Nice to meet you. And you know, he was just like, oh, you know, your brother's a bad mother effort, man. You know, so that was that was pretty that was pretty cool. And I'm just like, dang. And I remember when Jordan said, Hey, you would have I wish I would have played against Ron Artest when I was younger. So they see them too, you know what I mean? That that everybody compared them to, to each other, say that high compliment, that that was dope, you know. And also, you know, like I said, with the championship celebration, you know, just just being around him, talking trash to him in practice. I always told Kobe, man, like you can't guard me one on one. I'm six four two seventy five, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of power. You know what I mean? Like if Meta can't guard, stop me from scoring. What think you can? You you too you too small all the time. Like it was like a running thing all the time. So it was actually dope to do that. And um, you know, meeting his kids and his and his and his family and everything like that. And um, him giving me advice, him taking me, you know, just you know, just you know motivational you know conversation and stuff like that and also like just watching them youtube videos of him when he be speaking to fortune 500 businesses and how he goes about it those are the best kobe bryant non-basketball speeches you will ever see man it was like amazing it's like one of the best speech i ever had you can apply it to your life man no matter what you're attacking so it's kind of ill it's kind of dope to see somebody with um a high school education just attain all his knowledge over the year and was was giving it back and um and I always tell people like, hey, man, you know, Kobe, you know, showing me the ropes on the court with footwork and stuff. So when everybody was talking about how he started that Mamba Academy with the NBA players, I always have the running joke like I was the first one. <laughs> you know, the first student, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, and also just seeing him work out, you know, his approach to the game and stuff. And uh, I applied it to the ending of my, my basketball career you know, just to see the relentlessness and stuff. And yeah, you know, of course I have a brother that played in the league too, but it was just a different, like Ron worked very hard, you know what I'm saying? But to see somebody at Kobe's age, you know, he's older than Ron. So to see somebody at that age, you know, after the Achilles injury and, um, you know, myself with um, tearing my meniscuses and stuff, both legs, you know what I mean? Just seeing like the comeback and, and it actually inspired me to end my basketball career on my terms and stuff. And just saying, instead of saying like, Hey, I'm done, man, these knees is done. You know what I'm saying? Two torn meniscus. I'm like, so I just worked out. Um, I worked out very hard, and then I ended up going to China to end, like you know, in 2014 to go play. And you know what I mean? That was because of seeing what what that what what that man do. You know what I mean? And um, you know, so salute to him, salute to 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 the fans and stuff like that. And I'm honoring Kobe on my podcast too. Um, by the way, so what I was doing was I put a tweet out. Was like, hey, um, if you email the Daniel Artest Podcast at gmail.com with your voice memo. 
talking about how Kobe impacted the game, impacted you personally, whatever story you have, I'll post on the podcast and stuff, right? Nice. So a lot of people did it. And then when I drop it today, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like almost two hours long of straight Kobe Bryant testimony. There's no no me talking. It's just all fans, man. Because, you know, fans don't really have much to – they don't really have a a platform to say anything like that. So I was just like, let me open it up. Let me do something different. And, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. And it's actually going well. I'm looking at the show. I'm looking at the the people just emailing me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So I'm um, going to drop it at, like, 8 p.m. today and stuff like that. So it's it's interesting. It's going to be, like, you know, it's really dope, really emotional just listening to all of them and everybody's stories and stuff. So, yeah, thank you for letting me share Oh, of course, man. Nah, that's super dope, man. Three dudes that I had to make sure I got on here because these are not just three dudes with super awesome platforms and podcasts and just brilliant, you know, minds and knowledge about basketball and so forth. But also three guys that all met Kobe Bryant personally. Uh, So I just thought that that was very important to get you guys perspectives and also make sure as we get ready to go back around full circle on this in the closing remarks after Terrell shares some of his Kobe uh, moments, make sure y'all give him a follow, man, because on this particular program, you know, we always make sure that we support our black media members, especially those that are uh, individuals and, 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 and private owners and guys that are up and coming themselves. Terrell, man, some of your memories on the court, off the court, Kobe being Bryant was number eight or number 24, your favorite, like, 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 like just uh, share in general, man, uh, some of your, uh, interactions and so forth that you had with Kobe because I think I saw you post something earlier. Yeah, I, I don't know if AR24 was my favorite, um, but I do, tw- of course, eight in my, was in my younger days and, and whatnot. So I think uh, watching him as a young man and as a, as a teenager uh, was very fascinating. And as I was sharing on social media, like I, I knew of Kobe since, since I was a little boy because uh, when his dad played for the Sixers, my mom would babysit him for about his first year uh of uh of life and whatnot when he would come play at McGonagall Hall in the Sunny Hill Leagues. That was her way of making money in the summertime. She would, you know what I'm saying? She's from North Philly. She would go to Temple with a lot of the NBA players, same as they do at the Rutgers League or same as they do here in the ABL over the summertime would work out in the McGonagall at McGonagall Hall in the Sunny Hill League. Um, so my mom had an opportunity and of course she had no idea who he would become or what he would be. She just knew that that was uh, Miss Pam and Mr. Joe's uh, son and whatnot. And coming up and, and growing up in Philly when he was at Lower Marion, my grandmom and uncle would talk trash and be like, hey, you know, uh, that good Joe boy is doing good. You know, he about to make something of himself. So I always felt like even at that time I had never met him. Um, I would just like everybody else we read about him in the papers and stuff. But just hearing those little stories from my folks uh, was always interesting. And then as I got into the uh, the sports media realm, because, again, I came from the hip hop media realm, but sports was what I always wanted to do. Like my first stories that I was writing was about sports. But uh, being here in Atlanta, it was just such an open lane in hip hop that I kind of converted to hip hop. And a few years after doing that, I was like, man, I, I want to go after what I really want to do. I want to chase my, my dreams again. And I got back into the sports realm. And once I was able to start covering Hawks games and things, uh, it was it was uh, the season before Kobe retired. Um, and then my second season was uh, the, the the retirement tour, pretty much. And he came here uh, to Atlanta. And I just remember, like, I was nervous as a reporter. I was nervous. I'm like, damn, you know, this is my childhood idol. Um, but I knew I wanted to ask him a question. And uh, ironically, I asked him what he would miss most about the game. And uh, as I was saying on social media today, it's kind of funny like that. We're missing him, you know, in such a tragic state 
and how he was how he was lost. And I one mem one memory that I'm gonna take personally with me is after that night, uh, photographers was out. You had a lot of celebrities, big tickers and things, all getting to Kobe, getting him to sign things. And you know how it is in the media; they tell us get back, get away. You know that you know that's not your place. And I dig that and respect that. But I'm like, damn, I just gotta tell Kobe, like, Kobe, my mom used to babysit you. Um, so I had an opportunity. He was walking to his his uh, his truck, his Tahoe. Him and Vanessa he had a couple big security guys with him, and I just kind of said, "Kobe, Kobe, I'm from Philly. You know, my mom used to." He's like, "Huh?" He kind of stopped and whatnot. He told the security to back off and whatnot, and allowed me to like talk with him just for a moment as he walked to his tie. I will I will never forget that. You know what I'm saying? And a part of me is like, "Damn, I wish I'd have pulled my phone out, you know, and 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 took a selfie or something." But like that memory of just him listening to me telling me to keep going. And he thought my question was dope. So that he even remembered that I asked him the damn question was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that just kind of, it stuck with me. You know what I mean? I said, I still got my uh, Kobe bear. I got this Kobe bear in 2002 when he came for all-star weekend, all-star weekend. That was the year I graduated high school. So it was like a pre 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 gift in February for one of my cousins to take me to the all-star game. And I remember I didn't even have a whole bunch of money at that time, but I had enough to get that bear. I was like, I'm going to get something with Kobe on it and whatnot. And to yeah. watch him, as the gentleman said a moment ago, watch his life after basketball. I have I have kids. I have a young daughter, and she's in the sports. She's in the different things. But watching him transform or publicly show us more because he was always a girl dad. But but like giving us a glimpse into his life and how he was preaching a mama mentality and his household and to his family. Um, I think that's something that all of us will be able to take with us for the rest of our time here on Earth. Man, I appreciate you for uh, and all of y'all, man, just for and for just joining me and and sharing some of your stories and shedding light on some Kobe Bryant. I know we can all do this uh, for so many hours, man. I know each of you guys individually, man, some longer than others, but nonetheless, I do appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all, especially last minute uh, for taking time out of y'all busy schedules and so forth to kind of share that. Uh, probably about a one minute each or something around that realm for each of you, man, and the closing remarks and make sure you let the people know where that they can follow you as well. First up, Iron Mike Dice. Yeah, everybody, check me out at the Delegate 24, T-H-E-D-E-L-E-G-A-T-E -E 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 24 on Instagram and uh, what Twitter. All right, no doubt. Dan Artest, what's popping? Yeah, you can follow me at um, Daniel Artest Pod. On Instagram and Twitter, pretty much uh, the Daniel Artest podcast, you know, streaming on all your podcasts, um, you know, wherever you consume your podcast networks, you know what I mean? Um, and I also got my own podcast media network called 265 Media, you know, um, so yeah, it was just working, man. You can follow that on Instagram and Twitter as well, 265 Media. Thank you for letting me share. No doubt, double T. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter, Eldorado2452. Uh, you can also check out our website, These Urban Times, and check us out on social media at These Urban Times. Man, make sure y'all follow all three of these dudes, man, because these dudes is like moving and shaking. And again, I think one of the more important uh, things is here, and this is just me channeling my inner mama mentality and doing something that I feel right to do by him, man, is uh, making sure I'm letting you folks know to go out there and support your black media members. That's very, very important. I know that's one of the ideas that Terrell had brought across to me and so forth and just kind of embrace that and whatnot. And I know that Dice is doing some outstanding things whenever he's not uh hanging around at michael jordan's parties and so forth like that and then of course daniel artest man uh you know whenever he ain't around there and uh uh, uh, uh doing the artest thing and whatnot so i do appreciate y'all seriously for taking your time out this is uh tate's take with deshaun tate episode number 56 appreciate everybody for watching remember you can 
follow along on social media at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. You know that that's where basketball lives. And be sure to subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your mama, tell your baby mama, tell your friend, tell your enemy, whoever, whatever, and anything in between where you can find what I like to call the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational uh, basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, Stitcher, streaming live on Twitch, as well as on Facebook, as well as on YouTube and on Periscope. So uh, that's going to do it for us, man. Long live forever. Uh, the Black Mamba, Mamba mentality, number eight, number 24, Kobe Bean Bryant in a minute. Peace.